I finally showed The Fugitive uh, to my kids and their significant others a couple weeks ago, which for some reason they had never seen. And we were all delighted to see our old friend Neil Flynn once again as the transit cop uh, get shot by the one-armed man and um, aided by Dr. Richard Kimball, uh, a.k.a. Harrison Ford. And it occurred to me, Neil, you've now worked with Harrison Ford three times? That is true. Three different projects. And I don't think there's another actor that I can say that about. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 871, TV's Neil Flynn, part one. You probably know my guest, Neil Flynn, from playing the janitor on Scrubs for nine seasons or playing Patricia Heaton's husband on The Middle also for nine seasons. Neil was also in the films Mean Girls, Magnolia, and The Fugitive and Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Harrison Ford. I've been wanting to talk to Neil about his career since I first started doing the podcast, and we had such a great, long conversation. This is actually going to be a two-part episode. This week, we'll be talking about Neil's recent opportunity of working with Harrison Ford for the third time in this season's ninth episode of the sitcom Shrinking, and also the unbelievable joy of meeting and working with your heroes, like in this case, Dick Van Dyke. Granted, they're not big scenes, but it's not, you can be in, as you know, you can be in a movie, plenty of movies, and not be in the movie with a star. Right. The same scene. Right. You know, I shared the screen, you might say, with Mr. Ford. And um, yeah, I, I thought about that. I thought, I can't name someone else that I was in a scene with them in three different things. It doesn't, uh... so yeah, we're buddies now. That makes me so happy because when I saw you in your scene in Shrinking, I thought, oh, this is just great. Because first of all, it was just a great scene between mm -hmm. two old colleagues. Does does Harrison now know you as, oh, my God, it's good to work with you again, Neil? I'll tell you a quick story about that. Um, Bill Lawrence, who created that show, yeah. um, he was there that day and stuck around because we're old friends from because of Scrubs, which he created. And um, he showed up, you know, half hour into us shooting. And he says, did you tell him? And I said, tell him what? He says, that you guys worked together before. And I said, uh, no. And I had no intention of telling him that. But, and so Ford's like, what, what, what? And I told him, and here's the thing. I forget if he remembered the Indiana Jones one. I don't remember that because I remember this. I explained the scene in The Fugitive. I said, you don't want to hear this. He's like, no, go ahead. So I tell him the scene, okay, you know, in, in the L. You know the the subway car when the blah blah blah, and he he didn't I didn't think he would remember me and he didn't. Beyond that, he didn't remember the scene in the movie. Wow, it meant nothing to him. He's like, no, I don't remember that. I don't know what kind of guy he is as far as uh, how how many times he watches things that he's in. Mm -hmm. uh, it could you would think he'd remember shooting it. I, I don't know. <clears throat> I know, but I don't know. I have. Uh, 
I very rarely watch something more than once that I'm in. Okay. I do watch it once, although I haven't seen that. I haven't seen the uh, uh, shrinking. But um, I, I've watched The Fugitive more than once because it's a very good movie, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm not watching it for me. You know, I'm there for 10 seconds. But um, it's, uh, yes, I, I'm, I'm thrilled about, uh, I was thrilled to get that job. Everything went right. Bill Lawrence called me and says, you want to do a scene on the show? I said, of course. He said, okay, it's, it's only one day. It's only one scene. I said, I don't, know, I don't care. He goes, the good part is it's four pages and it's just you and another actor. And the actor is Harrison Ford. I said, that sounds fantastic. Where's it shooting? He said with his fingers crossed, because I didn't want him to say Hong Kong or something, you know, right. uh, or even Toronto. And he said, it's at, uh, we're at Warner Brothers, which is the closest studio to my house. Mm. It literally took me six minutes to get to work. And so it was just a perfect day. And if I can continue on this, because Bill is my friend and Harrison Ford is his star, he stuck around the whole time. And so we didn't, oftentimes actors, including me, when they stop to set up, you know, to re, uh, what do they call it? Reset. Yeah. Relight or whatever. Relight, turn the camera around, whatever. You usually go to your trailer or, uh, you know, and um, I wouldn't, I would stay there and talk to Bill, but Harrison Ford didn't either. There was like a patio attached to the set. We would just go out there like three different times and just talk for 20 minutes. So it was a really enjoyable afternoon. That's really lovely. It, it, it's funny that, that that's how the job came about because the t in my, you know, in my head, I'm picturing this long relationship and Harrison's going, oh God, I get to work with Neil again. How great is that? Because your relationship in shrinking feels so lived in you know what helped with that i hope that that's the case that it, that it came off well but i think what helped that is that we I, I didn't speak with him other than to say hello or to shake his hand the other two times i was in his presence i didn't um you know it didn't merit a conversation or, um but i uh this time it did uh because not only are we the only two in the scene we're supposed to be friends so yeah so it worked that right away, I didn't realize he was from Chicago. Wow. He went to like Gordon Tech or something. It's well, uh, Yeah, but we had uh, quite a bit in common. He, he didn't know Del Close, but he had heard of him. He knew Sever Darden. Mm. And so it was uh, from the beginning. We're talking, you know, naming landmarks that we're mutually aware of and, and, and so on. So it was really easy. And then we just... Uh, yeah, we're able to talk very freely, and he's got a good sense of humor. And uh, it was uh, so. So now, I I hope he would uh, recognize me, but not you know, it's yeah. not important. And he uh, is also eighty-one years old. There's different kinds of eighty-one years old, you know. Yeah. If I make it that far, I might be the kind who doesn't remember scenes in movies that I was in. Right. Um, hey, is this is this is this audio or audio and video? Oh, sorry. It's just audio. I don't use the video. Okay. So I don't have to worry about my own appearance. No, no. Okay. So all the preening I did beforehand was a waste of time. You are the most fantastic looking 85-year-old uh, man I've ever seen. Congratulations. No, I know. Thank you very much. Hi, I'm Donald Faison. You're listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Podcast.
Where can you RSC the RSC? This fall of 2023, we'll be performing the complete history of comedy abridged and the ultimate Christmas show abridged around the U.S. Check out the touring page at our website, ReducedShakespeare.com, or our Facebook page or Twitter feed at Reduced for the latest information. And now back to my conversation with Neil Flynn, talking about working with boyhood idol Dick Van Dyke. Um, you know what? Uh, uh, Harrison Ford probably wouldn't recognize me. He might. I, I don't know. But what was more important to me at the time, years ago, I got to work two different times with Dick Van Dyke. It was like a like an idol. Uh, well, as close as I had to it as a kid, just because I don't know about you, but his show was on every weeknight yeah. at six o'clock in yeah. Chicago on WGN. And so, you know, we saw him every night. And, and um, the idea that I would get to uh, meet him let alone be in a scene with him. And then that happened twice on two different shows. And Amazing. to your question, I wondered if he would remember me, remember doing scrubs. And now he was 90 at the time. This is the second time on the middle. Yeah. And um, he came into the, uh, the, 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 the room to, uh, for the table read before you start shooting. We, we pass each other and he touches me on the shoulder and says, I just follow you around. And inside my eight-year-old's heart went, he knows who I am. How amazing is that? Oh, my God. It is pretty amazing. If you, I, I tend to think this way sometimes, big picture, you know. What if you'd have told that kid sitting in front of the TV, that man's going to know who you are? What? I know. How is yeah. that possible? And... um. So I put that in the day with uh, Harrison Ford in the same category of, and I've done this all every step of the way. At some point you go, well, if I never do anything else, I can always say I did this. You yeah. high-fived Dick Van Dyke on Scrubs. <laughs> you and know what? It, it was a great day for everybody um, because Donald Faison, who played Turk on Scrubs, he said to him, It's a Jolly Holiday with Mary is the first song I learned to play on the guitar. Mm. And Van Dyke goes, oh, Van Dyke. That sounds worse than calling him Dick. <laughs> Didn't call him Dick because I, you know, come on. Yeah. And then, then Dick says <laughs> to Harrison, uh, he goes, you got your guitar here? Don says, yeah. He goes, go get it. He runs and gets it, comes down and plays it. And the set goes silent in between takes, you know, hold the row. Yeah. As Dick Van Dyke sings, it's a jolly holiday with Mary. And wow. <laughs> then everyone applauds, you know, and uh, he's like, okay, off I go back into obscurity and says, no, no, Mr. Van Dyke. <laughs> it was, um, it was really enjoyable. And if I can just stay on this track for one more, one more beat, please. On, on the middle, uh, Jerry Van Dyke, his brother played my father-in-law, huh. Patty Heaton's father. And so he, he probably did a dozen episodes anyway. And um, often I was in scenes with him, sometimes uh, just the two of us. And that was a joy. And he didn't, you know, he didn't realize, I don't know, that someone like me would know who very well who someone like him is and not just from coach or something. I never watched coach. Right. But uh, you remember he was the, 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 the deputy on the Andy Griffith show for a while after Don Knotts left the show. That's he had a right. stint. He had a stint as, as the Jeopardy. I mean, Jeopardy, Deputy, 
<laughs> and um, and my mother, the car, and all these things. And uh, so I always knew what he, he would say. You, you don't know what I'm talking about. And I said, I know, I, do, I know exactly what you're talking about. Quick thing, he was offered, or at least an audition, to play Gilligan. Wow. And and he read this pilot script and said, I, I don't want to do this. I'm hanging upside down from a palm tree half the hour. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall that myself, but uh, <laughs> he, was a, he was a joy to be around. But for that reason, they had uh, uh, Dick Van Dyke come in and do an episode playing his brother. And, um, so great. So it was just, but that's my favorite thing about um, this business, you know, one, you hope to make a living. And then two, meeting people yeah. that you admire and or have known for so long. And then all of a sudden you, they know you. It's, it's the craziest thing. But it's, that's the kick. When someone that you recognize that's a bigger name than you knows who you are. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that shows an, an ego or a lack of an ego or, but, uh, yeah, it happened with, I won't tell the story, but I, um, I saw Henry Winkler and, uh, you know, that's also from our childhood, you know? Yeah, sure. And, um, and he knew who I was. Wow. And so I was very pleased, you know, <laughs> and, um, the ladies that created the middle, um, they're a few years younger than me. But they grew up with much of the same television. And so they tried their influences with the Mary Tyler Moore show and things like that. And so they tried to get as many of the cast members from that show onto their show for the same feeling. Yeah. I can't believe that I hired Ed Asner. You know, I'm the boss and Ed Asner for the day is working for me. And Betty White did it and um, probably somebody else. But it's that thing of uh, just rubbing elbows. That's all. I Sometimes love it's, it's with like a big star now, that's cool too. Sure. But it's a different kind of cool to have faces from your childhood. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Comedy Podcast, except for one more thing, which I'll share with you in about 60 seconds, so stick around. Part two of my conversation with Neil Flynn, where he talks about getting certain jobs and how working on both sides of the improv and acting streets have fed his career, will drop next week. In the meantime, send us your acting idols via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareance.com. Thanks, as always, to head writer for The Alan Brady Show, Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand, our random fan shout-out this week goes to Simon Edward Wilshire. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to Donald Faison from the movies Clueless, Remember the Titans, and Neil Flynn's co-star on Scrubs. And as always, thanks very much to you for listening. Please continue to stay safe and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 871 2613ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I'm still waiting for uh, young people who grew up on the Reduced Shakespeare Company to start making films and TV and start to ask, hey, is Austin Titchener still alive? Does uh -huh. he still memorize lines? <laughs> I wonder what he's doing.
Yeah, that could be a thing. It has crossed my mind. <laughs> some of those kids sitting at home watching TV went into the business. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.